Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. Didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, will I buy Lawn Rope X, Taxon Jackson. Tomorrow we had to run the board. SB Futures down night. I mean, 15, down. What, what's, what is going on here in this world? It's, it's un American. We got to get that back up here. We got to rally every day. Now, uh, NASDAQ Futures down 44. Maybe we're going to take a little bit of a breather today, but that's not all that much. Um, do we have Mr. Kevin? Good morning. How are you? I am doing okay. What's up with you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It was uh, fighting a little of this uh, bug that's going around, but I think it's okay today. But it wasn't uh, bugs or bugs, eh? Um, bu- bugs are bugs. Yeah, my daughter is uh, is fighting something, and uh, so, uh, but but she she did her COVID test so that she knows she's not blowing people away. But she better not give it to me because that would not be a uh, that would not be a kind thing for a child to do to her father. Well, uh, kids do that to parents all the time. Yeah, I know, but 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 that's supposed to be over about no somewhere around the first grade. Yeah. Um. I actually went online <laughs> to find out what it is <laughs> the bug might be, and it turns out it's probably H1N1. The old swine flu is all over the place. Well, okay. Hey, are, are you seeing a lot of masks in the stores again? A uh, few, not many. Yeah, I'm seeing some. Uh, not not a ton, but some. Um, and I and I always get a kick. My favorites are always the one where they're wearing it below the nose. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's gonna help you. Um, it's not as not as favorite as the guy people in Japan where they they got it down and are smoking. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because we got to worry about respiratory disease, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, just just not smoking. Um, yeah, it's it, you know. I, I, I want to if I were inclined to just bother people randomly, I'd ask. Do you know how they test for COVID? <laughs> they where do they swab? Um, well, they used to use your nose, or they could use they could use either one. It doesn't matter. Depending on the test. Yeah. So that's that's before you get to the uh, you know have the discussion about the uh, the magic of the mask and, and yeah. you know how, how how it works or doesn't or doesn't do a damn thing. Well, I would say right now I'd probably rather get the current case of COVID than uh, this H1N1. This has been pretty nasty. I don't want either one of them. So. No, I don't. Know. Um, anyway, did you, did you catch this article about the Target stores closing? Uh, you know, I just took a quick look at it. I, I was uh, just just about to, uh, you know, just while I was waiting for you to get in, I was starting to look at emails, and I didn't quite get to it. What did it tell you? Well, C- Target evidently is closing nine stores. 
Um, and and they they said, "Geez, why are you closing nine stores?" You know, because they've had some issues with uh, revenue gains and so forth, or lack of revenue gains. And they they claim theft and violence when they closed nine stores in four cities earlier this year. But a CNBC investigation found reported crime is worse at most of the locations that kept open near those stores. Okay, now I don't, I don't know what their their uh, whether it's crime per dollar spent or who knows what the hell they're doing in terms of the number. But, uh, I, you know, as usual, you read these things, Kevin, and there's there's the person's... Uh, that's why I like reading stuff even from the right and the left, even though if I don't agree with half of it. There's always a statistic in there that kind of blows your mind away that you never saw before. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the, the New York. Now, I don't know. I'm not a New York guy too much. I used to go there quite a bit, but not... Anymore, I was never in these areas. Anyway, New York City, they're closing the store at 517 East of 117th Street. I'm, I'm thinking that's Harlem, isn't it? Don't know the uh, city that well. I, I think it is, because 59th Street is, uh, is Central Park South. So you get, you get to like the hundreds in Central Park North, and then you're in Harlem, correct? I think. Uh Anyway, I think that's true or close to being true. Um, so anyway, they're closing one, which appears probably is in is in Harlem. They had 844 crime incidents at that store between January 2021 and September 2023. Now that's a lot. That's what two a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so then here's four others that they have not closed. 500 East 14th Street, so that's way down by, uh, that must be like Soho or something. Near, uh, um, anyway, that 843, so the same amount. 445 Albee Square, wherever in God's name that is. 1,024. Uh, 400 grand, which I don't know where that is. 1,628. But get a little of this. 255 Greenwich Street. This has got to be in the village, I would think. Uh, 2,090. What is that? Four a day? Sounds about right. How, how in the hell? No, 2,000? 2,000? And we're talking 365 days, so... Oh, well, we're talking, no. Uh, year uh, and three quarters. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably closer to five, but okay. Well, it's a year and three quarters. January 2021. Oh, okay. All September right. in 2023. How the hell... <laughs> Is, is there is there no crime and punishment in New York? It must not be. Are the same people? You arrest them yeah, every day or if what? You, if you have no, you know, everybody, you know, criminals talk about this all the time. They brag about it in some of the arrests that they have and all that. So I'll be out in a couple hours. You know, it's, and they're not going to get prosecuted. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's the brilliance of reimagining police uh, operations. Um, I'm really surprised there hasn't been so much... So much of a pushback. I, 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 uh, I always read. Uh, well, always read. I read back in the day. I don't know where I was reading at grad school, someplace, where no matter what society you have, no matter how much the criminals think they have that they're in charge, and for long periods of time, and a lot of societies are in charge for like a real long period of time. That society always has the ability and the wherewithal to take control from the criminals. If they want to, and if, the, if it gets bad enough, in most places, that will happen. And yet we're seeing in 
kind of today's world in a lot of countries where it doesn't happen. I mean, well, I, I, I do believe in the U.S. We're start. We're kind of at that tipping point now, and it's showing up as a big election issue. So that's going to make a difference. Um, so you know, I, I think I, I, you know, we may be there. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, I. I uh, Audrey, of course, sent me something yesterday from uh, kind of a real, a real right winger sort of thing from the Epic Times. Some of the stuff there I think is really good. Some of the stuff is, you know, guys just, you never let the facts get in the way of a good story. And the guy was ranting and raving about, since since Biden's gotten in there and these people got in there, every, everybody's a crook. Nobody's going to jail. You know, by the way, look what we're doing. We're screwing up the oil industry. We're doing that. We're doing this. And then he launches into this thing about how, uh, look at the inflation under, under Biden. And uh, they pumped 40% money into the system and how inflation's 40% and everybody's gagging. Okay. But if you put your dates there right, three quarters of that money went in under Trump. I mean... Oh, and, we, and we have not begun to uh, get the effect of some of the uh, Biden policies yet. So I, I, I think there's more to come, especially if the Fed eases up on interest rates. Um, I, I, I agree. I'm saying but this is not... The, the problems... Are, are there that you and I and all you know people maybe run you know maybe different spots in the spectrum I don't think we're on political on total ends of the spectrum but the problems are there it degenerates when people keep talking about all the problems are the other side's issue because clearly we've had changes in power a lot in the last 25 years and the stuff just keeps getting worse so well, whatever the well, solutions more, are more to the point is as you look forward you know whoever whoever has the next administration is going it, what what did we just say that there's a whole lot of stuff that ha, you know we're just beginning to spend a lot of the infrastructure bill money um, and and that would be fine if it were all going to infrastructure because that you know presumably would uh, uh, stir some economic activity but it's not all going to infrastructure so um, so a lot of that's just going to agenda spending. And so it's you know we are we are going to throw a lot more money in. Whoever's got the next administration is going to inherit that. They're going to inherit the uh, the lag effect of it. And um, you know it, it'll it'll be sort of interesting to see it go. But how many times did we say this way back you know back at the time of oh, yeah. the election? You know we're we're coming out of COVID. The economy is coming back. It's going to grow. All that the Biden administration had to do was do nothing let it come back and take credit for it and they didn't instead they piled on um and start and spent a lot more money and then that's how we got you know we were going to have inflation there was no doubt about it with all the money that we put in but then we put in a few more trillion and there we go <laughs> well yeah it's a, it's it's been and I, I did read something yesterday from, i'm reading from the other the other side is i really would like a uh, of course you're never going to get this in this country the brits the Brits sort of do this. They're 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 in the you know self-flagellation over there. The Brits a little bit. We are we are not here. We never Americans never make a mistake. I was reading something yesterday about how Thank the God we don't too. Yeah. Well, I mean, once in a while you do have to look at a policy and say, is that working? We really avoid that at all levels, don't we? No. What we really do is we look at a policy that isn't working and say, oh, we just need to do more of it. We we we're just we didn't fund it enough. Yeah. What was the group yesterday? Was some. Some group that was it wasn't a banking regulatory group. It was somebody else. 
that they wanted to double their staff. They missed something totally, and they wanted to double their staff and have more money. So we did a horrible job, but we just had more people, we'd be better. I, that whole that whole that whole argument to me just lands, you know, like a thud somewhere. But uh, they were anyway. They, they, I, I had not heard anybody other than me mentioning this once in a while. Um, this guy was talking about how if you if you ran a you know we've talked how many times about last year the revenue and the year to supposedly all this growth right. By the way, Federal Express is down twenty nine fifty. It's ten percent, saying that they're down revenue. Okay, so you know they raise prices. So being down revenue means an awful lot less packages, right? Like eight, ten percent, maybe. Yeah, in their case, I, I really wanted to get my, and I just saw it this morning, and I didn't have, haven't had time to look at it. I wanted to see what their uh, um, report said, what their earnings report said, because I, I'm curious as to which sectors are uh, are not getting it. Is it is it retail packages? If it's all retail packages, I sort of understand that because. Um, uh, you know, because a, a business like Amazon that used to give them a whole lot of their retail package business is no longer giving them that, so that would that would make sense. Um, but if it's in their commercial uh, businesses, that's bad news because that's saying uh, less activity, less commercial activity. We're talking about parts and equipment, and if the FedEx, um, oh, I forget what they call the service that is you know, yeah, the white glove what? service. The, uh, uh, the white glove service is down. That's one of their high price items. That, the uh, uh, the express unit is, is its largest. Was especially challenged in the quarter with lower demand, sur- surcharge, and cu- customers shifting to cheaper, cheaper services. What the express? What is the express unit? That must be the regular regular stuff, right? I, I'm guessing that's the pack. You know, the normal overnight package, overnight envelope, etc. All of those kinds of things, but. Uh, but I need to know more because um, you know there's there's so many there's so many different lines of business for FedEx that um, you know I, I just need to dive into it a little bit. Well, without what I was mentioning and without finishing the story, which I never do, um, somebody was writing yesterday. It was uh, it was a it was a it was a, a Trump question, of course, and um, you know, this guy, of course, has you know probably no. I don't know if he's gone through it religiously. I don't know if anybody really could, except the government, and they're not going to do it. Um, the, the tax cut bill that he put through, well, it's his administration put through, uh, signed, the Congress put through, uh, with with the, the the absolutely stupid idea that that it was going to you know raise in revenue over the long term. Anyway, yeah, this guy was saying that the amount of uh, Money that that has cost. Now, granted, you know, the uh, I'm not saying you know we should be rushing out and getting a sandwich sign on and campaigning for higher taxes, but the fact is that the numbers that were proposed by him and his gang are totally screwed up. That the that the amount of money, the amount of money it costs the government, whether you agree with the bill or don't, is so far and away different from what we were told. It's not even on the same planet, which is right on board with the Democrats, saying, "Don't worry, this this trillion dollars is going to come back to us in spades because it's investment, which it never does." That's that's their shtick. So both both sides have their shtick. Neither one of them is true at all, and yet they do it all the time. Oh, and we believe it every time. Um, a lot of people love the idea the, about the, the, the we is a very collective we, but yeah. Well, your your buddy. 
uh, Bill Ackman, who's, who's all over the thing about the Harvard situation, and I have issues with that guy because, um, not, not with him personally, but uh, the rules for me being a registered person, if FINRA was listening to the show and got some hint that I were to give a recommendation, they'd be all over me, right? Because that's, that's what they do, because I'm the low-hanging fruit. But here's a guy that can put some huge position in stock, come on national TV for an hour and talk about the company's no good and, and talk in his position. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get the connection why some people, you know, the idea that I'm, quote, registered, what, what's the difference? The guy has a much bigger voice than I do. Um, anyway, having said all that, um, he was actually on one day talking about, they said about taxes, and he goes, he goes, I don't believe I should pay any taxes. And the announcer goes, well, why exactly shouldn't you pay any taxes? Well, because I have all kinds of, I have charities, I have all kinds of stuff. I can spend my money way better for humanity than the government can. And I'm thinking, that's interesting. I, I thought when you cut away the wheat from the chaff, I thought the idea about taxes and government was that we all have to have water, sewer, military, whatever it is, there's things we have to do and we're all going to share in the cost of that collective stuff. I, I had no idea that if you think that you're smarter than the government, you shouldn't have to pay, you should spend yours how you want to. That's one hell of an attitude. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, it is, it, it is but in many ways that's true. Um, I Personally, I, I just don't think, you know, the, the, the one thing that you can do in many of, that deals with many of the social issues um, is that, uh, that if you can get it into a for-profit model, that's going to be better than anything government can do. Because if you find a way to make it profitable, then more of it will be done. And um, and I, I you know I do I do believe very strongly in that model. And there are lots of really good examples of it, you know, all around the world, um, including uh, including right here in the USA and including lo- in, on local levels. So, you know, if you a, a lot of those problems that government tries to solve are better left to the private sector. But okay, you know, that that that's fine and if that's what he means, then cool. If that's if he's saying I can run a better um, not-for-profit uh, than anybody else, uh, you know, I okay, but if it, if you're not making a profit on it, you're not you're not going to scale either. Um, I uh I used to, um, well, I still think that way. I mean, I'm somebody who traded in trading for for 20 years, the absolute last bastion of capitalism. I mean, I love stuff being competitive, and I think that's the best way to do things. It's really hard to name, you probably name five, I don't know if you could name ten industries in this country that are that are really, I don't know if there's much difference, Kevin, between and Milton Friedman used to talk about this. He would say, if he had like a month, a month he could get rid of everything else he was dealing with. He almost thought a monopoly was better than a cartel. And some of the people over at the uh, University of Chicago thought the civil service system was better than, or I mean, uh, the patronage system was better than the civil service system in efficiency. I'm not so sure that we are better off. Um, with with a Commonwealth Edison 
allegedly with the profit model, extorting all kinds of stuff and paying off people. I, I don't think that if the government ran it, it could be much worse. I know for sure that people up top wouldn't get paid as much. The government, right? You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a government industry. That's, that's fine, but that's not what I'm talking about because that is that that's not you know. That's not in a strictly for-profit model, as far as I'm concerned. It's a it's a cost-plus model, and that's, you know, yeah, they they do it for a profit, but that's, you know, that's regulated. It's cost-plus. It's going to be inefficient, especially if they're allowed to uh, not manage the cost side and they just get the plus. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking about, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Walgreens started this, and there's a lot of other companies jumping on board. Um, but they, Walgreens started with the distribution center in South Carolina. And they have built their systems and made their processes so that people with handicaps, including some pretty severe handicaps, can work side by side with people who don't have any handicaps with equal productivity in terms of stocking orders and, and, and uh, picking product and all, all of those things that you do in warehousing. And they've set it up so that it works like that. They invested a lot of money in it, but what they get is they get this workforce. And people, have, you know, when they opened that um, uh, that center, people came from all over the country, and so they've started building out all of their other distribution centers the same way. And what so what do they get out of it? They get people who don't fit in anywhere else come to work there, and they won't leave. So when their turnover rate goes down. You know, I mean, you, if, if you put a productivity curve together, people come in, they're not productive when they start. The longer they work, the more productive they get up until whatever the max, you know, max efficiency is. And then every time somebody leaves you, uh, who is productive, you replace them with someone who isn't. Well, okay, the financial model is if I can cut my turnover in half or more, then my cost structure and my pro, uh, my employee productivity is going to be high. My cost structure is going to improve, and so it, it works really well for them because, not you know, it's a good thing to do. Yes, it solves a significant problem of employment for people with handicaps. Yes, and it happens to make them more money, which is why they are building out the rest of their distribution centers the same way. That's what I mean by solving something in a for-profit model. Well, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I, what I'm saying is, as you as you look across, if you're on, if you're on a top floor to Sears Tower, I mean, you look across the area here in Chicago. I don't see anything that's. You you can, and we used, we used to do this in some of these classes. You can put a, a essentially a for-profit model on just about everything, if it's if it's clean and legit. But nothing's clean and legit. Well, okay, and, and those are different problems, and 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 yes, I, I I won't argue with you on that, but you, you see you see what I'm looking for in a model. That is something that government's just not going to do. Government's going to throw money at the same problem, but they're not going to accomplish crap. Um, right, because but I'm saying that, but they're involving a lot of private firms in in, in the mess now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you you could you could take like the tollways, for instance. Of course, they, you know, none of the people have come back after. Uh, you still can't give them cash now. Why why you can't take give cash anymore? I have no idea. And what happened? Those people just got laid off, or what? I mean, I don't, I don't know what the story is with that, but the uh, 
they uh we uh but i mean you could you could go out and f- forbid and say we want uh x number of people to manage all these toll booths and here's the specs and here's everything and you could you could gather up a bid from 20 different countries companies and you could do this correctly the uh but that when's that bid ever going to be legit Yeah, so, we, yeah, so if you want to, I mean, but bid rigging is, I'm not talking about that. Well, but I'm saying the, 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 the mixture between the two now has gotten so much that you can't, you can't tell, you can't tell the forest from the trees. Okay. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying, name me uh, the, uh, I think we have Russell coming into the studio here. This will be fun. Oh, good. Okay. Actually, he's not coming in the studio. He's not coming in at all. With no Russell this morning? Um, doesn't appear to be. We'll have to find somebody. But uh, Rob can hang around for a little while while you look for uh, somebody else to jump in. I thought it was, he was at the door, and it turns out he's at the doctor. So. Oh, oh, oh well, not good. Well, he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to get the all clear from that concussion he had when he fell on the on wherever that thing was. The. Uh, yeah, he was on the uh, scooter. Yeah, so we, um, anyway, but the, I mean, every, every one of these things, none of it, none of it's clean. But even, even the stuff with the, uh, the migrant workers here in Chicago, you see these numbers flipped out there. You see, oh God, it's going to be, you know, hundred million dollars to do, to deal with, you know, 10,000 people. Wait, wait a minute. What, what are we talking about here? You know, even. Hey, hey guys. Yep. Guys. I'm downstairs. I'm cold with my daughter. Somebody needs to come get me. Uh, that'll work. Okay, thank you. So, so it turns out Russell is here after all. How could he email me saying he's at the concussion, but then he's but he is here with his daughter. That'll be cool. Um, so, Andrew, are you gonna go get Russell? I, th- I think we'll probably like his daughter better than we like Russell. Oh, the one, the one who's the uh, wants to be the meteorologist. Um, she's terrific. must have already left um <laughs> okay this so, is like this is like the morning from from wherever yeah this is just it's just a weird show this morning what can we say um so what else what else we got going tom well we got that stuff with the with the target we have this thing in the in the red sea now if you're if you're president you of colorado <laughs> trying to take the president off uh, the former president off the ballot We got long pauses on on the show. Well, it's because Andrew's going to head down and grab Russell. Yeah, it's okay. We can keep talking. The uh, we, don't, we don't need Andrew to talk. We don't need no. We don't need no Andrew. Well, getting Andrew to move fast sometimes is uh, <laughs> he's not exactly. Uh, Are you saying Andrew moves at one speed? Um, whatever. I could, <laughs> uh, yes. He's you know he's not one of those kind of guys. He's just a uh, deliberate, shall we say. Was so mean, anyway, yeah. So we, yeah, we got Colorado trying to say, uh, you know, Trump can't be on the ballot. Um, Colorado Supreme Court. I don't think that will pass U.S. Supreme Court muster, but um, but it's where we are right now. I uh, I just I just kind of wonder. I mean, uh, at, at some point here, you've got uh, there was a guy who, who uh, you know, he 
zeroed into the core and want to know why everybody's against Trump when he was the world's greatest president and didn't say anything, you know, that kind of stuff. And there was a guy in there talking about a guy was from New York. And I've mentioned this, you know, on a lot of occasions. I, but I'm not from New York, but I, I managed to because the Buckingham Club over here I used to be a member of, well, I am a member of, but they used to have a hotel and they had a bar and they had all that stuff. And uh, they had people there from, you know, they would stay upstairs and come down to the bar. And a couple times there were people there from New York. <clears throat> this is back when Trump was just starting to make his moves. And every person, well, every person, every one of the three or four, said the guy is the biggest sleaze bag that ever walked. That he never pays anybody, that everybody and knew. And it turns, it turns out that Biden's <laughs> even better at it. Well, on a totally different level. Totally different level. I mean, sleep. I mean, what the guy? Everybody said to me, the dude has has absolutely buried a lot of companies. You know, young startup companies that did work for him, and he just after a year of litigation said, "I'm just not paying you." Where guys had a dream, had a company, and are out of business. Just the, the 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 wake of the ship is just littered with people like that. But those are my kind of people. I care about that. That's something I really give a crap about. Now, you know, Biden. Grabs money from Ukraine he doesn't deserve. You know, I I don't like that either. Well, the, the, you know, the question is, is, is he compromised? And The uh, answer is probably yes. And, and is, is policy being driven by uh, what what he needs to have covered up? And and then you know you see you see the the this week's stuff with his his brother, um, you know, and and the AmeriCorps dealings where. Um, and, and of course, some of that money got transferred directly to Joe. Um, you know, where where a lot of the funding came out of uh, a, a fund for elderly people, um, and and of course the company went belly up, but uh, not until they made an alleged loan that didn't get paid I, back you know, until he had a partial settlement. I mean, th- this kind of stuff is just so beyond the pale. It, you know, it's it's. It's not even high quality grift in, in the government. It's it, you know, it's just straight out. You know, here's who I am, and you know, and, and if you don't like it, uh, too damn bad. Well, um, I, I, but okay, we're, we're, whatever. And, we're, and I think that's what you're describing with Trump as well. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. It's it's to me, it's totally different. If if, if somebody steals a bunch of dough from a Ukraine, I don't think anybody should do it, all right? But I also think that somebody else is going to do it, for lack of a better term. My point is with Trump is the people... Yeah, pe- Tag Romney will do it instead. Well, whatever. I mean, it's all about right or left with some people. But my point is the people he has screwed his entire life are the people who like the guy. He, he is yeah, a- uh, maybe. Um, you know, look, I, I, I think his support... Um, you know, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of working class support for him, um, and uh, and and I think that's true too. But I think that's as much as anything, um, that's a repudiation of the Democrats because I think you have uh, a lot of working class. Blowback. Whatever it is, if 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 I knew somebody that got screwed by a politician, didn't pay him, and the guy went out of business, I'm not going to support him. I'm that kind of guy. Maybe that makes me a south side lunatic. I don't know. But why anybody, well, low class, low class, anybody with a startup business supports this guy, I have no idea why. 
Because he's done nothing. He probably screwed how many? 100, 150 firms in his career? 200? Yeah, and, and I don't know the answer to that, Tom. And, and as you know, I'm, I, I'm not a fan either. Um, not the point. Um, you know, I, I, I guess kind of where I am at this point is a part of me says the, the, they're already losing their minds. The left is already losing their minds over Trump and the, the extent to which they're going after him to try and prevent him from even running is is incredible and if he actually still runs still wins they're just going to go nuts and so i don't know if we're not going to get anything else out of the government anyway we might as well get the entertainment value and i think watching the well you gotta be, gotta be careful with be that incredible. you gotta be careful with that i i don't like anywhere the democrats are going on this stuff you know that but i mean the, the guy's gonna be a felon for god's sake well is he um this whole idea, this whole thing overseas, and I, I, I don't want anybody to think for a second that I, that I. I mean, I, I'm, I'm already unconvinced. We already have a felon in the White House, so keep going. Okay, well, we probably have had several. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say which one. We got to turn. We got to Russell's mic on. <laughs> um, so we have. But I guess where I'm going with this is, if, if I, as you know, I've been for years now. I would love to if I was somebody dropped me in the White House. We have to bring you guys with. And we bring Russell's daughter with, too. She's probably the smartest one of all of us. Uh, the, um, the young person perspective, which we can't really give much anymore, just saying. Uh, I would love to have a, an investigation in the last 25 years of money sent overseas. Let's pick two, three countries and follow the dough. But, I mean, I don't, I don't see any difference between Biden's sleazy activity and Flynn's sleazy activity. They both stole money out of Ukraine. Evidently, the place was a cesspool, and everybody who could whoa, got their whoa, finger. Whoa, whoa. No, no, I, I don't think you're right about Flynn. I, I don't think he stole anything out of Ukraine. Well, well, someplace. I'm saying that the, if, if you were to list the list of people who stole money out of Ukraine, Russia, you name it, I don't. The, the idea that they'd all be sitting on the on the Democratic side is lunacy. No, well, no, they aren't because because actually, you know, Romney's the Romney family is in there too. Well, there's money, there's people. As an example. The, t- the term is a carpetbagger, right? Well, yeah, and look, it's one thing to, you know, I, I have the name and therefore I can I can get the job. It's another thing to sell the name. It's another thing to sell the policy. And, and I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's been d- done with the, uh, uh, the Romneys or the Careys. Um, it may have, and it sure stinks to high heaven, but I don't think that there's... I, I haven't seen evidence of it yet, which, you know, and, and I'm not talking about evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. That's for the courts to say. I can form an opinion based on all of this stuff. You know, when you are starting to look at, you know, shell companies and you're starting and, and money getting transferred all over the place amongst family members and, uh, you know, and, and people like granddaughters getting paid and, you know, on, on the payroll uh, as they launder this money through it all, I mean, that, you know, you can you can tell me oh no you have to actually connect all those dots to get uh, a conviction in court that's fine but I can look at it as a, as a, uh, um, a sentient human being and say this is bad oh it doesn't pass the smell yeah. test at all yeah well I mean, we uh, we get that but I mean, but when you you constantly I, I want to clean the both I want to clean both of it up I really don't want to spend if I was four years there I don't want to spend four years arguing which side's worse that's not the point no. They both suck. My original statement: the yeah. meltdown will be glorious if uh, if he wins. Now, then we got to live with 
you know the rest of the uh, um, uh, the rest of the administration, and I, I, I'll fully grant that. Um, but uh, but actually, uh, at least I want to I want to have video forever of, of the meltdown. Well, I just I my my concern with no dash to break here. My my one of my concerns is what does the American people, when you look at a, a president, somebody who's the leader of the free world, certainly the leader of us. You look at that person, male, female, white, black, blue, green, wherever they come from. You would like somebody with somewhat of a moral fiber, like oh, some, somebody. No, it's not I would like. It's I. I require it. Require somewhat of a moral fiber. Somebody has to be somewhat clean to be able to do this. Can you make it all the way through Congress for fifty years and be totally clean? I don't know, but there's but there's degrees of everything. Uh, you would like to have somebody who who knows something that's read a book without pictures once in their life. I mean, you, there's a whole list of, of, of capabilities. The man has none of them. And I don't think Biden does either, to be honest with you. And, and, and the idea that we have to put up with these two guys running against again, it's, it's horrendous. The rest of the world must think we're out of our mind. Yeah, well, it, 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 <laughs> I think we're out of our yeah. mind. The, the, uh, the, the catch to me is um, that when you look at the alternatives, they aren't good. Um, you know, you, you just start looking at, at now. Uh, you know, let, let's assume Biden's not going to run because I'm I'm not convinced he will uh, in, in the end that he's he's going to that he's going to be able to stand up. I mean, if for no other reason is if you look at his cognitive cognitive decline now and say what's it going to be like at this time a year from now or an election time a year from now, it's not going to be better. <laughs> well, we put up with Reagan for last it, term. I, I understand that, and uh, but but at least when he ran, you know, in in his last term, he he didn't hit. He hadn't started to see the onset of Alzheimer's, or at least it wasn't obvious. Like it, it wasn't is, obvious. Uh, like like um, Biden's decline is. So uh, so we you know we have that part of it. That we, and what I'm getting at is then you start saying, well, who's the alternative from the Democratic side? Is that who 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 lights your fire there? Uh, well, Kenny thinks it's going to be uh, Nikki Haley and uh, Newsom. Yeah. Well, did you see uh, did you see Newsom's performance debating the you know the number three candidate for uh, the Republicans? I I don't I don't even know I don't know anything about the guy. He, he had a debate with DeSantis, which even the Democratic pundits think was a disaster. That he was just god awful. Um, and why, why uh, was it? Why was the the governor of California debating uh, DeSantis, the governor of New York, um, because they've been trading barbs for so long that uh, uh, what's the, what's the guy's name on Fox? No, I'm talking about who's the governor of California? Uh, Newsom. Well, that's that's who that's who uh, Kenny thinks at the at the at the convention that they're going to name. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just a yeah, because because the the uh, you know the party of uh, of justice and and uh, equity is going to uh, kick. Kick the vice president to the curb. They're going to con- con- uh, kick the woman, the woman of color, to the curb, and instead they're going to put in the white male. That's going to be a great one. That's well, going to really fly. She with hasn't. Her she hasn't done her job every, the, by any stretch. From every, even the Democrats say she hasn't done anything. Oh, I don't know. Everybody loves her. Who? <laughs> uh, Pundit world. Uh, they, keep, they keep giving her these uh, glowing interview opportunities. Yeah, well. Sucking at it. Well, we better do some break in here because we haven't had a break yet. SB Futures down 10. There's a Futures down 40. I'll see you guys. Okay, I'm going to hook the rest of these guys up. Andrew, uh, we'll go to break.
This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727, that's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Hello and welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Allen. We have uh, the Russell family in the in the place. <laughs> and we also have Andrew on the board. SP Futures down 10. NASDAQ Futures down 45. Uh, the Dow Futures here. Let's get this in a second. We have actually down a little today. So that's, uh, a lot of that has to do probably with Federal Express. Though last night it really didn't take the market down when it came out. It was kind of weird, but now it is a little bit. Dow Futures down 84. Federal Express is not in. The, uh, the Dow, but it is in transportation average. It's down 10%. On 30 bucks, you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second. Over in Europe, you got the DAX down 13, call that flat. FTSE up 47.6%. Three-month high on inflation data. There is no stinking inflation over in over in Britain, they claim. CAC around up 4, call that flat. So uh, to the upside of hair. Nikkei up again. Uh... Up 456, 1.4%. So they're starting, they're finishing the year strong. Hang Seng up 108, but still in the middle 16,000, 16,616. Uh, Shanghai barely closed over 2,900 at 2,902, down 30 points. And Russell's going to opine on that as well. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we had the Dow up 251, SP up 27, NASDAQ up 98. As we've 
got the all clear from the Fed, and we're supposed to go up every day. So i got to believe there's going to be some buyers here at some point. We will see. A 10-year down 4 basis points, 3.88, a long way from the 5. The bond down 5 basis points, 1.96. Japan down 8 basis points, 0.55. It's the lowest that's been in a while. Oil, up another 99 cents. As we still have this problem in the, the uh, Red Sea. It has not been resolved overnight. Imagine that. 74.93, Brent up 91 cents, 80.14. Natural gas unchanged, 2.48. Arbob unchanged, 2.19. Gold, down, down 5 bucks, two, uh, 2,046 was up yesterday. Silver down 3 cents, 24.28. Copper unchanged, 3.90. We have Bitcoin, is up 8.68, 43,082. And yesterday when the dollar was, was, uh, was, was going, it was getting hammered. Now today it's come back a little bit. So euros back to 109. The British pound up to 126. They're both down. A dollar is up. That's why we're seeing a gold go back the other way a little bit. Andrew, what do you got for us? Traffic weather sports. The Hawks actually won. Yes, they have. Uh, excuse me, I'm a little unprepared here. I was expecting a, uh, a traditional break without the uh, sports weather traffic. Well, you can do it. We can wait. We can wait. We have people here. <laughs> All right, great. Sounds good. I'll get to you. All right, Russell. We can fill. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Russell. Explain who we have as a guest other than your lovely daughter. Uh, my lovely daughter is Margaret Rhodes. She's a, what are you, a freshman at George Washington. So she's in D.C. right in the middle of everything. Um, uh, I don't know. What else about you? You uh, like dogs? Yeah. Yeah. All the questions I had for you, let's go through a couple of those, then we'll, then we'll zero over to Washington. What, uh, what, do you, what do you make of this Red Sea at the same time that the – Panama Canal's running out of water. Uh, I mean, it's 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 bizarre world, isn't it? Yeah, well, and the, I mean, those two aren't completely related, but it makes the Red Sea a lot more important as a shipping lane. Uh, it seems, you know, you you just you made a comment. They didn't solve that one overnight. I, I almost find that embarrassing. I mean, we're ta- we're talking about you know um, basically Yemen, which is I, I guess they're a third world country. I know they're being backed by the Iranians, so they've probably got some decent supplies and stuff. But you would think, you know, with the, you know, by far the best blue water navy in the world, uh, that that we could just take these guys out in a matter of, of a couple of minutes. But who do you th- yeah. I mean? Who do you take out? The, the Red Sea is huge. I know the Red Sea is huge, but you you you, you backtrack where these things that are you know that they're launching that are coming after the boats. You backtrack them. You know, you just where do these things come from. Do we have... We uh, know things. We've got to know things. Well, and I just... The whole thing intrigues me. How do you... If you're the Iranians, and you know you like to mess up people in the world, you show up in Yemen, how do you how do you even find these guys? And how much do you pay somebody to go out there and basically make themselves a target? What? How bad do things have to be in Yemen, for God's sake? Well, I... You know... I, for anybody that does things like that, that seems to be putting their life on the line for... You know, something to you and me that doesn't seem like that much of is is that big of a deal. You know, I'll circle back to something that you, you've said a lot about uh, different parts of the world and different conflicts that pop, conflicts that pop up. You've got a bunch of people sitting around. You know, they're in their mid twenties or so. They got no job prospects whatsoever. They got nothing going on. Um, remember uh, Crocodile Dundee. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there was a, there was a movie where, or a part of the movie where he goes and he finds some guys that look like they're in a gang or something, and uh, he like talks them into being a distraction for some, for something so he can break into somebody's house or some crap like that, and and they're like, well, why should we help you? 
And you say, well, what did you do last weekend? We didn't do nothing. What did you do the weekend before? We didn't do nothing. Well, this weekend you can help me do, do this. I think there might be some of that. You know, what the, I mean, what the hell else do you have? What, what, what kind of life purpose do you have at 25 with no job prospects, you know, living in a, a country that's not going anywhere? The, uh, you remember the, uh, the classic Western scene of uh, the diversion of Jan Wayne flick? Not that one, no. Did you ever see Big Jake? I've seen Big Jake, yes. The one where he, where he whacks the, the big, big, big Swedish guy overhead with the pool cue? Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> then the guy hits him so hard he goes flying out the front door. <laughs> then, he, then he sees that the, the, he doesn't need to do the distraction anymore, and he says to the guy, by the way, have you ever been in Nacogdoches? <laughs> and the guy goes, well, no, I haven't. And he goes, oh, then pardon me, and walks away. And the guy's like, but I haven't ever. What, what was that all about? <laughs> it was make, It was just a distraction. It's just just to get away. The yeah. uh, um. So we've got the China market going down every day. We we can't seem to find any problem in the world that affects the stock market. Mm-hmm. Yet we had us uh, was Kenny on during the week was saying uh, <clears throat> that the China situation is about hundred times bigger than long term capital. If it were to blow, we don't seem to even want to look at it. Uh, what what is? It seems like there's all kinds of conflicting stuff going. I mean, there always is. So it's not like you know the times are that much different, but it just seems. You know, you mentioned that uh, we have this big navy and stuff. I don't know that you chase these guys with aircraft carriers, though. I mean, we, 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 nobody really has a, a, I would say, a coastal navy. That seems like a job for more the coast guard than it does for the navy. And who the hell's got a coast guard over there? Well, they have a coast guard. <laughs> but, I mean, who, China, you, China does. I'm yeah. not talking about Yemen. But, uh, 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 Yemen. Rich. No, they don't. They don't at all. Um, I, I just, I, I mean, they're they're just launching attacks from speedboats and and being more of a nuisance than anything else. Uh, it just seems to me that you, you know, you don't even have to park an aircraft carrier out there. Just park a couple of destroyers, keep an eye on uh, the Yemen side of the Red Sea, and things will probably continue to move smoothly. Well, you got to actually have enough ships to follow. You got to put them in a convoy, and you got to follow. I would think for that, because you're talking about, I I know what you're talking about with respect to the convoy and and what we had to do during World War II to yeah. get things over to the UK. I think it's a little bit different here because we're not talking about a three thousand mile stretch from the U.S. to Europe. You're talking about uh, you know a hairpin curve where you take a right from you know the Indian Ocean to get up into the Medi- Mediterranean. So I, I, I feel like you only have to guard a spot. I think the logistics of guarding shipping there are very different than the logistics of getting things back and forth in the United States. Well, but it seems like if you were, if we had Mike on, even though he's an army, he's an army guy, not a navy guy, but it seemed like, okay, guys, wait for about eighty together, or ten, and we'll mm-hmm. throw a, a whatever a frigate with you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, somebody, and, and we'll share. We, we do. We have one. The British have one, and I mean, this is that. But it, the logistics of it, halfway mm-hmm. around the world, <coughs> I mean, <coughs> you know, I don't know if I want to be the, a frigate sitting in Norfolk and say you're now going to the Red Sea at one of those little things. We've been doing that. I mean, one of the, one of the big keys behind globalization has been um, the ability of people to ship things around the ocean and not be too concerned with, with pirates right. or anything happening. And that, we've been a big leader around all of that. Uh, and, and I think we, not, we haven't shown a whole lot of leadership for a lot of things probably in the last 15 years. Uh, I think you can go back three administrations where we just really haven't. Um, 
you know, this is an opportunity, I think, for us to at least show some leadership. We did get a coalition of what, about a, about 10 countries involved in um, making sure shipping runs smoothly through there. I, I was really, when, when I saw 10 countries, I was really hoping uh, that maybe China decided they would participate in that, but they didn't. No. Well, <laughs> so. What do you say you're going to participate? What does that mean? You're sending somebody? I think you're sending a you're sending a boat, and you're you're going to be one of the you know you're 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 going to be one of the crossing. I I keep picturing more of a crossing guard situation. Oh, without a doubt. You know, where you just got a bunch of military boats, and then you've got you know the the uh, shipping that you're trying to protect. You know, going between you know, a convoy of boats. That I picture a bunch of anchored boats as opposed to uh, the Tom Hanks movie where they're getting everything across the ocean. Um. Yeah. I mean, but they. Uh, so these guys, the weird part is, there's not that much difference, I mean, depending on where you're going, to to from, there's not that much difference in leaving the Far East and, and going across the Pacific through the Panama to wherever to Europe than there is the Red Sea. It's like six days. It's not the same as going all the way down around the Cape. But now if you can't use the Panama Canal, you've got a bigger problem. Yeah, and you can't use the, and that that one because um, of global warming. For some reason, that means that there's less water in the canal. But I thought all the ice sheets were it's melting. More a, it's more of an El Nino and, effect than yeah, I know, no, I, I I know it's a different weather thing, but I just every time it rains now it's global warming. Yeah, you know that. I know that. All right, so us, let's us, go. Free, us freezing when nobody would let us in this morning. That's global warming. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, we were. Uh, you know, I, I I knew you were coming in one of these weeks. Somehow I had the feeling it was next week, but you're welcome this week. You're welcome next week again. Ah, we're in New York next week. You guys are big shots. What are you doing in New York? Vacation stuff. Um, the weather's supposed to be nice. Yeah, it's. I'm taking the other. I'm taking the other one in New York because this one's getting her wisdom teeth pulled on on. Uh, oh God. Yeah, the day after Christmas, we'll, uh, we'll have some cool audio of her to play on air at, after when they wake her up from. Well, the just the. Uh, they, they put you to sleep now, so you got that going for you. When I had mine out, they didn't. And they did them one per week, which made a great summer. Uh, I, don't, I want you to stop talking about it, yeah. because she'll get really start getting nervous if you tell us your experience. Um, I heard it last week. What do you mean? I, I mean I, I'm here. I made it. You did make it. Yeah, and they're gone. So there. There you go. Yeah. And you're better off when they're out. What did, people, what did people used to do before people took them out? I have no idea. I think we just had really bad teeth. I think that you'd lost so many teeth by that time, there was probably room for them. It started pushing them forward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, the, uh, yes. That, you know what? That probably is the, uh, the, the answer on that one. Well, I mean, I know... Uh, God, name any, anybody in your parents' or grandparents' generation that made it past 50 with all their teeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, right? Very few people. So. <clears throat> all right, tell me what's going on in Washington. Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, where, uh, George Washington is located exactly where? It's at... It's in Foggy Bottom. So where the State Department is? Uh, yeah, like it's a, it's um, like one or two blocks away from like the State Department, from like the south border of campus. It's like a four by four square block. Right from, if you go from the, the Capitol to the Washington Monument, which to, would you keep going that way to? Yeah, you keep going that way. We're okay. Closer to like the Lincoln <coughs> So past the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah, no, not past the Lincoln Memorial. North of the Lincoln Memorial and west of the White House. Okay. Like that area. So they call it Foggy Bottom because it was built on a swamp, right? I honestly have no idea, but I'd assume so. The whole area is kind of a... It can be... 
Nasty in the summertime. You weren't there in the summertime, were you? Uh, I was there in late August, so it was pretty oh. nasty, but it's fairly nice weather most of the time. Well, most of the... Uh, then wasn't the story, uh, Russell, with the... Um, a lot of the stuff that Franklin Roosevelt did in the New Deal, that he, he called everybody back in the summertime before there was air conditioning? And finally, after so about six... quickly and get the heck out of there? Well, they, after about three or four weeks, they said, screw it, we'll sign it. Oh, God, can you... And you know, they, they wore a bunch of clothes back then, too. They also were 140 pounds, which, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I mean, you didn't see, there were not many fatsoes going around that those days. But, but we, would we consider now you know, normal, they would consider fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm technically obese. Well, I mean, if you look at, even if you look at the old honeymooners, mm-hmm. everybody was talking to talk about how fat Ralph Cramden was. He was. Compared to now, he didn't look flat or fat at all. A no. little bit. I, I think they'd be, I think you fast forward somebody a hundred years, they'd be absolutely shocked. Yeah, it's uh, and and they wouldn't be, and they'd have to shop in the boys section at, at Macy's. Yeah, but when uh, not at the end of the rack, you know. Yeah. So what um, <laughs> what is what is related to get a lot of those big universities there, and they're obviously, what is the tie-in with with the Congress and all the the staffers and everybody? Is everybody sort of connected? I mean, a lot of the people, I mean, you're just uh, first year, but after. Junior, do people get staffer spots, or are there any? I mean, is it? Can you get involved? I mean, I think the answer is yes, but how do you do it? I don't. So I actually have an internship right now. I don't really like want to go in like into that that much on the air. Okay. But um, so I'm one freshman intern, and then there are, I think. We're talking top top secret. You mean like top top secret? Top things? top top secret. We'll talk about that a little more. Okay. But, um, I'm just kidding. Just, as far as, like, yeah, you can get involved with, like, internships, like, like first semester, freshman year, like I did. Wow. And then there was, like, another person I know. He was a congressional intern. Someone added me on LinkedIn. He's, like, a consulting intern. And uh, there's more people who are interning next semester. So there's, like, you can get involved, like, like really quickly. But you have to do it during the school year because nobody's there in the summer, right? Oh, no, you can stay during the summer. I mean, you can, but the Congress, they're usually gone, right? Yeah, they're usually gone, so it's a little bit more difficult to get an internship during the summer, especially because more people are looking to come to D.C. for, for the summer for an internship. Because, like, GW, they open up their house, their housing to interns to stay there. So if you want to, if you want to do work, you have to do it while you're going to school. Yeah, but you can also do it over the summer. But I do it during the school year. Like I'm like my job right now goes till like 2025. So no, you're how many hours a week? Like 15 hours. It's not too bad. Well, you're taking a full full schedule. It's a lot. Yeah, but I make it work. In, in I bet college, it sounds like it. But in, in college, you have more control over your time, so I just make sure to organize organize my time properly. So. Um. So does that mean you you cut back on a class? I mean, you're going to graduate in five years or four? No, I'm graduating in four. Okay. I don't know. GW is like. I personally, I, I went to like a college preparatory school in this, in like the suburbs of Chicago. And like it, that is a lot harder than what I've been doing right now at GW. And also like the classes I'm taking at GW, I only have like four more, no, not four, two more classes I need to take for like general ed requirements and everything else is just for my major. Which, what's the major? I'm doing journalism and political oh, cool. science. Um. I know a lady. She's well, she's older than me, so she's up there. She went to the journalism school at Northwestern years and years ago. When she came out, she's one of the few ladies there. She couldn't get a job, and she ended up being a 
Russell, you remember the all-girls disc jockey network? Yes, I do. She ended up being one of the disc jockeys. Ah. And she became the, the news lady for Fire Radio. Remember those guys? Yeah. And, uh, and she, ma- she made it. But now, of course, you know, um, would have been so... You want to be a lady on TV? You want to be a, a writer? Do you want to... Uh, no, I, I don't want to be an anchor. I want to be um, like a reporter, like an actual journalist writer. Well, so you actually want to do some work? Is yeah. there anybody like that around? Uh, yeah, there's people like that around in D.C. Because all like the big, um, all the big like newspapers have bureaus there. Well, I asked the question not just to be, to be a pain in the ass like I normally am. So, but in Chicago, are there any? There's got to be some. But are what's what's the number of real reporters in the local papers here? There can't be very many people at all. I I don't have any numbers on that, but it's not very many. It seems like Chicago, like as a city, is more advertising and marketing, and um. The board of trade. Those are like. Yeah, well, we, we had a. Uh, God, I forget the guy's name. Um, where's Mitty Weber? He remembers. We had a, a dude who used to come on the air. I probably should get him again if he still is doing this. He used to cover all the ha- homicides in uh, Chicago. But he would, he would get him off the police van, and uh, he would go cover himself. And I made them. Uh, I said to him, you know. So you're working for the Tribune? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm not working for the Tribune. And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said, no, I, 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 sir, I go out, I cover it. They don't have anybody else there. I do the story and try it to, and try and sell it to somebody, essentially. There used to be something to your, your T.O. You remember something called the City Desk? She does and I do. I don't think I do. Well, they used to have all the newspapers, they used to be four, uh-huh. would, would pony up money and they would have... I don't know how many, mostly, mostly were guys, but I'm sure a few girls there. They would have people that essentially had a place at night, and they monitored all the news at night and wrote stuff, and, and, they would, and all, the, all the papers could share it. So if there was a murder or something, they'd send somebody out. That's where, like, Mike Royko and all those guys uh, cut their teeth. They, were, they all were on the city desk. And they, they hated anybody who didn't do that, because they thought that's how you became a real newspaper person. We had to cover all this weird stuff in the middle of the night and stuff. Do you, you anticipate yourself doing that? It would be kind of fun, but way well, you better a guard. Uh, no, I really just want to do like political reporting. Like, ah, okay. Um, congressional, executive branch stuff. Not too much judicial, but... Well, that's cool. Yeah. That, that is, I, to me, that's... Uh, I'm going to have to introduce you to uh, Eric one of these days. Because Eric and his... Uh, he's, a, he's a professor over at Columbia. He's come on the show. He's due, due to come back. But since he moved out of the neighborhood, I've kind of lost track. Um, he, his first job was... Uh, he was a beat reporter, I think, for the Washington Post or someplace. Oh, really? And, you know, he knows everybody. He was saying that he used to cover maybe two murders a week, and as soon as uh, crack cocaine showed up, it, it jumped to 12, like, the same week. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the whole, the whole, it was like murders every night all over the place. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, but he uh, said you meet a lot of people, and his girlfriend is, uh, uh, was a staffer for a lot of people here from uh, Illinois, um, and she just ran for alderman in Hyde Park and just lost, which is a shame because she's really bright. Um, anyway, maybe someday when you're back, we'll, we'll, we'll gather because you like those people because they know everything about Washington. That's really cool. Thank you. What? Uh, so how does, out of the pantheon of universities there, George Washington is, is what? what? What are they about? Are they private? They George Washington is private, and personally the reason why I chose that school is because it feels less like a college and more just like you're living like a young adult in a city. And I was really looking for a, like a school that would give me 
more independence. Like, I don't really spend a lot of time on GW's campus. I kind of just, like, live on GW's campus and go to class there. But when I'm out of class, like, I just, like, get on the metro because we have U-passes, which are, which are, like, I have it right here, which are, like, um, free cards. Like, okay. We have a U-pass through Smart Trip. I've been, I've been on the metro. I like, I like there. The only, the only one I know where you... When you get off, you got to punch in so it knows how far you went, and they charge you by the distance. No, well, for the U pass, it's all free. Oh yeah, well, it was for, you know, for you know, students, but for regular pass. people, you got to yeah. you got to pay. Yeah, I have a I have like a regular card too for just in case of if fails or anything. Dad, when he comes, yeah, and exact, visits. exactly. I have a regular yeah. card, but um, but yeah, so I'm normally like off campus, and I go to like different local libraries around the area. There's some okay. really, there's some really nice local libraries like. MLK, um, MLK like Southeast Cleveland Park, like super nice little libraries I like to go to. Well, what are like the the three or four major universities there, and what are the differences? Then I would, if I had a daughter and she wanted to go to the University of Washington, what, what would be the yours is not yours isn't Jesuits, is your, yours isn't uh, no, that's Georgetown. Okay, Georgetown, like like the things with like the other like the thing for me with the, the other schools in G- DC, so. Georgetown, American, and Catholic, they're all just like regular colleges. Yeah, you can like intern the same way at GW, but at GW there's just more independence. Like at Georgetown, American, and Catholic, there's there's more of like a college, community, campusy kind of feel, which is like not what I wanted. So if some like if I would say if someone wants to go to GW, they have to be someone that recognizes that they're not gonna get that sort of like classical college community that they're looking for. Well, you have, you have dorms, right? Yeah, I have dorms, but, like, my dorm, like, my dorm's basically a studio apartment. Like, I have okay. my, I have my own bathroom. And the, um... Well, we never did that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and my, and the dorm I'm looking in for next year has its own kitchen and bathroom. Really? Yeah, so... We had a sink, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have a sink, because it's a bathroom. <laughs> she hasn't, she hasn't made... Yeah, yeah I mean, this is a more like an apartment kind of thing. Yeah, it's more like a studio apartment. Do you have a roommate? I do have a roommate, yes. Well, she's cool. a, and her roommate, where did her roommate go to high school? Oh, she went to Macaulay. Yeah. She, really? She, yeah, she's from down in your area. Yeah, she's super sweet. Um, God, I dated so many girls from Macaulay. scary. None of them like me. You know. But anyway, Macaulay was uh, right by me. That's where I grew up. And uh, they ended up getting really big because all the other girls' schools on the south side pretty much closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were left. Uh, but no, Macaulay's a good place. They used to have a... Uh, are they still the big volleyball power or not? Yeah, they're still a big volleyball school. Um, they just they won state two years in a row. I only know that because they defeated my high school. So ah. <laughs> that's the only reason we know that. God. There you go. Well, the, uh, that, 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 uh, it, was, it was interesting because one of the people that uh, traded for us, their daughter was playing vo- uh, volleyball for Macaulay. At the same time, my niece was going to Whitney Young and, and playing soccer. Now, Whitney Young, you know, it's a public school, even though it was a, you know, the first, I use the term magnet school. Is that what they call them, Russell? Yeah, yeah. which um, they're doing away with, right? Well, this guy wants to. I don't, I don't think that goes anywhere. Yeah, good luck on that. Yeah, good luck on that. Um, but she, the difference was I was there one day, and they, they won city, I don't know, two, three years in a row when she was there. And, uh, but then whenever they played the suburban schools, they got their butt kicked, basically. Uh, but the difference is, I mean, Macaulay, they would, like, send them, the, you know, the, the parents a letter saying, Hey, look! If we're if we're practicing on Thanksgiving Day, your daughter better be here, kind of thing. Uh, where this guy, the, the the coach, they won. They beat this team was pretty lousy. They only won by like one goal. And the guy goes, "Hey, you know, <laughs> we won, but we looked pretty awful. We need to we need to have a practice. How about Saturday? 
and about 15 hands go up, and you know, eight of them say, "Ah, I'm helping my mom in the store on Saturday. I can't." Like nobody can make it. They had, they had, they had other responsibilities, just totally different than like the Macaulay team, yeah. where, where that was your live. You know, the the whole family was was like brought into the world that that's that's what the whole world was focused on is your volleyball. Where these other kids are like, wait a minute, I'm helping my dad in the in the landscaping business. I can't come in on Saturday. It was just kind of a different world. I thought those girls were terrific. The one one lady, uh, she was. Uh, I'm going to say she was Asian and something something. She was the goalie, and she ended up with a right to, I'm thinking, a Naval Academy. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, she was a hell of a goalie. Took me, she was, of course, she was about maybe 5'4 on a bad day, so I don't know I don't know, I don't know, if she could go uh, college goalie. Don't you have to be like 5'10 or something? You'd think. And for soccer, yeah, you gotta be, you got to be up there. But uh, So, did, now, when you got the, uh, the double secret job, did you supply <laughs> for it, or, did you, or did, you, did you know somebody? or is it? So, at GW, so I'm in the media school. Right now, I'm a political. Com- I'm technically a political communication major, but I'm, I'm going to switch to journalism because you, you can only like switch. What's the difference? I have no idea, but <laughs> different, I have no uh, I- d- slightly different, different class. I can't wait to switch. What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. Like honestly, no clue. But um, but they have a uh, this so GW school school of media public affairs. They have this thing called GW SMPA rundown, and they post internships on there, and. It was about three weeks after I graduated high school, and I had like a giant list of like things I had to do, and like one of it was sign up for the email list. So when I graduated high school, I signed up for the email list, and like two weeks later, I get like the first email from there, and like there's the job posting on there, and so I like I applied like just like with my high school credentials, and I was hired. That's kind of what happened. Wow, it's a at a high level. Can you say what you're doing? Uh, sure. So I'm a research assistant for uh, a book on the 2024 um, election. It's about Trump. Okay. So. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. I really enjoy the job. So. Well, you know, there's uh, if you're one of the guys who uh, comes on the show regularly, and I'm sure he's listening. Mike Murphy was a, he was a, uh, a guy who did a lot of research and you know invested. Well, I'll say he was a, almost like a spook for the army. Did all the, all the. Uh, you know, work up to what, what happens if this place is a problem, this place is a problem. And, um, so we have some interesting, interesting people we've had on here. What, when you, uh, you, when you show up and interview with I mean, it's kind of interesting. What kind no. of background check they do on you? No, he just called me. Okay. And we just, like, talked, and he was like, do you want this job? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> did <laughs> it have, what happened. They didn't have to investigate your old man? No. Who, me? Yeah. No, I no. care less about me. My mom did. She freaked out. Well, she oh, oh she, well, yeah. I mean, you got you got you know you got a guy in his early thirties hiring a girl that's just going into college, sight unseen. You know, that's a little red flag with mom. Whereas dad's like, enjoy that job, honey. Go for it. Um, <laughs> dad would say, "You're going to college because I know you got things figured out. I trust you." Yep. Yeah. I don't. I'm not worried about you in the least. I I, w- I wouldn't if I were you either. But there are some I would. <laughs> when I say that, it's kind of weird. I went to a, I won't say who, but uh, I went to a graduation party from high school from somebody on the near near North Shy, shall we say, and the whole place is loaded with these mostly girls, uh, and it was it was so weird, uh, gang, that the they w- the kids were so protected their whole life to the point where they were not even allowed like to get on a bus because people on the bus you couldn't trust you. you 
that kind of thing. They, the kids are taking Uber, like sophomores in high school. And, and yet, all of a sudden, on one day, you graduate where you couldn't be anywhere away from the parent's eyeball. Then all of a sudden, you, you're, you're okay to go like to Southern Cal on your own. I'm like, this is one hell of a break all of a sudden because you walk down the aisle. I mean, you would think that there's a process to this, you know, becoming independent. It sounds like uh, your dad is, is happy with the process, that you were ready for this. Yeah. And it sounds like you were and are. Yeah, I like to say I am. I mean, but it didn't just start with, oh, no, we better we better never leave the house after 8 o'clock. Oh, by the way, you can go to Washington by yourself. I mean, it, that doesn't happen. It's, yeah. it's a process. Have you run into any wacko people or... Uh, <laughs> I, I think the answer there is. Uh, I'm not going to go into much detail on that, yeah, but yes, I have ran into some people at GW, and it's like, how were you like, how were you able to come here, like? Legacies. No, not like that, but just like behavior-wise, maturity-wise. It's how how did you get here? Like, what? How are you not? How are you not dead yet? That kind of, that kind of <laughs> how did you? How did you get out of high school? That type of like, thing. Yeah. How did you get? Like, how did you make it here? Like, you know, COVID really did screw up the the social development of of a lot of kids. You what know, was it? It took t- it took two years away from them figuring took, each other out. Yeah, it took you know? two years away from so. my. It took my half my freshman and my basically year? my sophomore year. Yeah. But okay, so this all you. You graduated high school before February 2020, before COVID? No, I graduated high school in May. Of 20... 2023, this year. Right, so your last two high school years are sort they're, of messed they're up. They're pretty normal. I mean, we were... You, you guys went to class? Went yeah, to- we went to class every day. My junior year, we wore masks for half the year, and then they, we took them off for some reason. But you put them on for some reason. You took them off for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It just it was like one day in February. They're like, "Yeah, you don't need to wear masks anymore." I was like, "Why?" Right? You know, like what changed between last week and this week? But you don't want to ask. Now you're you're going to be a journalist if you start asking questions. Yeah, like I was that. like, "Why?" Are, I don't know. I just took it off because I was like, <laughs> "Well, did did everybody? Do you have people who wore the same one like uh, like every day for a year?" No, I had I wore reusable masks. Okay. So no, no, not reusable. Like recyclable masks, like the blue ones, like that you get at like Walgreens. Do we have a whole box of? Yeah, oh, we still God. have a whole box right in there. Yeah, we have a box too of those things. But uh, there was a a guy, you know, an attorney, real nice guy, real bright guy, and he uh, he hangs out at the Triple E Tap. I don't see him very much because he's a, he's a late guy, retired attorney, like I said. And he, when this was going on with the masks, he was all up in arms with me saying. You know, I don't. I don't think these things are really worth a crap, basically. And uh, if, he's got one like the, you know, the the bandana, like he's going to rob a stagecoach, one of those kind of masks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, uh, if if you were going to wear a mask, you really should wear the surgical one. And oh, by the way, you probably should change it like every four hours or something. And the guy's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, when was the last time you washed that? He goes, I've never washed it. I go, rest. I rest my case. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, it's a... No, I remember there was a time in school where you only had to wear masks in school. So I would, like, go to school, wear a mask. Then if I had to run to, like, Walgreens or, like, run an errand or something, I would then take off my mask to go into the store. It's... It was, like, the wildest thing. It was, like... It's, like, when we had to... It's, like, when you didn't have to wear masks... Mm-hmm. In person, but you still had to wear them on a plane. It's like, what's the what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between 
being in a train in a packed subway car and not having a mask on and the difference between being in a airplane and not having a mask on. It's There's really no difference. If you um who just came back from a a trip? Oh my buddy Mark Duffy was telling me that going to the airport, these people are these are a couple of people there with like these total nursing like hazmat suits on with masks and stuff in the airplane. People are weird on this stuff. I'm not going to comment on that, but yeah. <laughs> but he said, I, he goes, I couldn't believe it. He hadn't flown in a while, and he goes, this is like a, the people show. Yeah, there are still some people at GW who do wear masks, so people mainly wear them when they're sick or like have like a cough, just out of like caution for for other people. Like, that's for not other people. Personally, I don't because it's like you need to build up your immune system one way or another. My uh, true herd immunity. My lovely girlfriend, her her dad was a wonderful human being. Uh, made it till he was like 98, 97. And uh, well, I'd say to him, uh, Dad, I'd love to go to lunch today, but there's this cold going around. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, if it's out there, I've had it. <laughs> the, guy yeah. w- the guy was in the Army, was, was on Liberty ships going to Okinawa and those kinds of places. He worked on, you know, he says, if, living in close quarters with all those people all those years and working in the factory, if there's a bug out there, I've had it. Mm-hmm. And he would, he would never back off at all. And she goes, the weird part was, guy's last 15 years of his life he never got a cold or flu he probably did have them all yeah i personally have never had covid so i did uh <laughs> that's true i, I, I actually caught her at a hospital oh. with a mask on by the way yeah my mom likes to say that i've had covid but i just haven't known it just because she's really cautious about it and she's gotten it and i didn't <laughs> um did you guys do all your shots yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not planning on getting any more COVID yeah, shots. Yeah, I, w- I would. I'm not giving advice, but I wouldn't either. Yeah, no. we but just I've we just started a fight at home too. If she's yeah, listening, yeah, I'm not. Sorry, mom. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, anyway, it's it's it's, it's kind of one of those things. But um, what I mean, one of uh, one of my uh, best buddies uh, that I go see on Tuesday nights. I didn't last night because I battled this bug, and I sure as hell didn't want to give it to him. Uh, his daughter went to. Uh, she went to went to Providence of all places, but then she ended up with a an internship down in Washington when she graduated. I guess they're they're somewhat connected too, right? Uh, well, I think well after she graduated, right? I think so. Yeah, that's fairly common to get an internship in D.C. Right? She went to law school. Maybe maybe she might yeah, go to George Washington for uh, law school. Yeah, that's part of it too. It's fairly, but like interning like during the school year in D.C. That's that's much more common if you go to school like in D.C. And even if you go to school in a city, I personally, if I ever have kids, I would encourage them to go to school in a city where they can seek opportunities outside um, a traditional classroom setting. Because now you're going now when you go and you apply for a job, it says like five years experience like where are you going to get that five years experience when you get that five years experience from like interning or doing other things outside of school so we're not talking about South Bend my mom just sorry, she, my yeah mom. my our, our, the the fearless leader in our household just texted us I just scheduled everybody's COVID shots not going to no yeah. happen oh god yeah you're in trouble here yeah but the I mean uh, it, it, every, all these schools I, I like to visit schools when I when I used to travel more because all of them are so different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's scary. I mean, Notre Dame, you, you went there, you basically buried it, and it was almost like a, of course, the weather's lousy. And they, they made it about as as truncated as you could. You started your first semester after after Labor Day. So if you were going to work during the summer, you could work all the way to Labor Day. And you're out of there, like, no, in May 18th or something. And basically, you just, 
hunkered down almost like a military school and just went to class, studied, and that was their shtick. I mean, you know, he went and played basketball in the afternoon or something, but it really wasn't a whole lot of time. Nobody did anything. I don't know anybody did anything outside of school because yeah, you were you were just buried in class. I mean, if, especially with any kind of a major. With, I mean, a lot of guys are taking engineering, and I mean, God, if you're in pre-med, you're, you're lucky to get out of there. Uh, you know, I mean, they, 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 they filled up your time. Um, a lot of schools sort of aren't like that. Yeah, I can't do that because, because like, when I went to high school, again, like, tough school, um, tough school that prepared me well, but I felt like for four years during the school year, I had zero control over my time because I had to get up at 6 a.m. for school, then I had to get to school at 7 for my before school activity, and if I had an after school activity, I was there till at least 5, sometimes 8 o'clock at night. And what then, were you doing there at 7? Uh, yeah, because I have, like, my before school activity. Because I have my before school activity and school started at 7.45 and then I'd be up till like one, midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning Ugh. doing homework. So really like for four years my entire time was controlled by like by like basically like the education system of my high school. But when you say your before school activity you must have been on a team or something. Uh, I did like multiple things like newspaper met before school uh. like different clubs met before school. I had stuff like that and either and I just felt I didn't want to go to a school where all it was was that school. So I knew I didn't want to go to college now. Like, my boyfriend, he goes to U of I, but, like, that, that school would not work for me because that's, that's all that's there. It's just a college town. Versus, like, like, like my um, job is outside of school. It's completely outside of school. Like, I know people at GW. I have this one friend. She, she's a swim instructor at a place across D.C., there's more of an encouragement to do things outside of GW because you're one because you're in a city but two because GW encourages you to do that they're like they're like hey we're gonna um, what's it called district connect it's called district connections and you sign up for trips around the city so there is like an encouragement to like leave GW and like see other things and do other things and grasp onto opportunities I, outside I, I, of school I uh I, I kind of like, I like that. Um, yeah, I, that's that's why I went there. Cause, but again, you have to be someone who's independent and willing to advocate for yourself. Well, because I mean, some places, I mean, if you're, depends on what you are. I mean, it, the only five-year uh, major at Notre Dame was architecture. Yeah. And I'm saying those guys, they didn't have five minutes to themselves in five years. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I'd just, like, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, you have to, you have to really want it. I mean, it's a, I mean, but part of what you're trying to do Part of it's there and part yeah. of it's out of there. I mean, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're almost like doing, uh, it's almost like schoolwork you're doing out of school. Yeah. So what, uh, so the, the uh, other schools are all kind of the same way? I mean. Well, you do intern during the school year, but there's more of a community. And especially at Georgetown, I remember when we toured there, it was right after their finals week and we walked into the library and there was just like this girl with like no shoes on laying on the couch like and had like eye bags like going down to like basically her chin and it was very clear that at a school at georgetown which is like much more academically rigorous than gw i will say that they don't a lot of the students don't have control over their time and moreover georgetown doesn't have a metro stop so even if you have an internship like really like in dc well, they have like the bus, but they don't have like the, a train stop there. So even if they, so even if students at Georgetown have like an internship, like at the White House or at or um, 
or at or on Capitol Hill. Like they like it's a lot further to get there. So you're spending a lot more time commuting. Same thing at American. American, their campus is twenty is a twenty minute bus ride away from um, the closest metro stop. So if you want to go to like actual, are they, are they even in the city? They are. They're in DC proper, but they're more so in the suburbs. They're closer to Maryland. Okay. So, and then Catholic, they have. I've been up there before. It's they do have a metro stop, but it's kind of far. How does Georgetown not have a metro stop? I don't know. There is a. There, I think there is a reason, but I honestly have no idea. Well, when uh, I think uh, Bill's daughter might have been, uh, she she might have been doing something. She's a lawyer, so she or she is now. I think she was doing something with like the Ju- judiciary committee or something or other. But she ran into all these goofballs that are in the news, like like, like Joe Biden's kid and stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, had a whole lot of good things to say. And uh, um, she, you know, all the people that were into the drugs and everything, and. Uh, she knew who all the players were. I mean, I'm feeling you're you're learning more and you're staying away from that a little bit. Yeah, I got to meet Chuck Todd. That was kind of cool. But other than that, like I haven't bumped into anyone yet. I'm sure I have. My friend, I forget who it was. It was Cory Booker. No, 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 no. It was my friend. He was on the street and he bumped into not. I think it was Al Gore's VP nominee. Just Lieberman? Like, yes. Really? Yes. Whoa, there you yes. go. He bumped into him just like on GW's <laughs> on campus. Street. And he said that he was like sprinting to avoid people because he didn't want to talk to people. Oh, Does yeah. AOC shop at that same Whole Foods that you go to? No, because that's like across <laughs> town. That'd be kind of funny though. She got in trouble for double parking or some crap like that years ago. Um, you haven't heard much from her lately. I... Well, you have. It's the, They just... They just don't. They just don't. Much. Except they don't highlight it as much as they used to because it's it's not as good as it used to. Well, be. she also turned to Ted moderate, where she. Uh, well, and she she actually she lost her handler. She was backed by some super some very wealthy guy. You know, they, everybody talks about how she tried out to become a congresswoman. Uh, there was a tri- there was a process where somebody wanted to back someone really young. And this guy was also supplying her with like a social media person, et cetera. And he yanked all of that about a year ago. And that's why you don't hear from her anymore because she doesn't have professionals helping her anymore. Um, well, she said something about if you look at the numbers, the economy's doing great. If you look at the people, it's not. I, all of a sudden, I turned a, a much a better eye towards her because she actually has, everybody says, oh, God, she was a bartender. Well, to me, that means she knows some people. Like regular people, and, and probably realizes that if you listen to TV all day, everybody's doing great, and yet they really aren't. In, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, if if people are not doing great, why don't you let a new business come into your district? Yeah, well, hey, I, I mean, she, question. Uh, I mean, she she kept what Amazon. Well, the um, uh, you know something, something. I I don't. I know we hate. Saying, I mean, the, there, the girl. A, the girl has both sides of that one, but I don't think the. Uh, the girl could be a, get an A student in your class, but I have a feeling she has a little more street smarts than people give her credit for. And I, I don't. She, I think she smelled this Amazon deal wasn't the biggest boon. Everybody sells these deals on TV. Like everybody's going to get all this stuff in these places. Has anybody ever got what they're supposed to be getting? Any one of these deals? Oh, I don't think everybody. I, th- I think it helps a bit, but not nearly to the to the point that it's promised up front. I have a question. This is probably just a uh, very uh, unfair question, but just say it is. 
there used to be there used to be a guy, our guy, with my South Side roots. I think it started in 1960. Was it Theodore White? The making of the president, in 1960, where they where they would they would put somebody in each campaign, and uh, with the idea that they could be involved in virtually every meeting, all the double secret stuff, mm-hmm. but they couldn't publish anything until after the election. And he did it up till what year was uh, Bush Gore? Two thousand. Two thousand. He was doing it up to, and I don't know if that one ever got published. But did it for four, did it for ten elections? Yeah, and he, he might have croaked. I don't know, but yeah. but he, uh, the the weird part is in. I still I still have it at home, buried in my stuff. I should probably toss out. It was in the U.S. News or Newsweek or somebody. The people who were, maybe this is why it wasn't published. The people who were involved. Okay, we still didn't know who the president was, right? But it technically was after the election. So these guys started writing part of what happened during the election. And it was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. Um, you know, talking about, about Bush, that uh, he, uh, you know, the, all the, the donors, the Republican donors, the big shots, uh, couldn't stand Clinton, right? And they just they had to get rid of that disaster in their mind. So they ended up, uh, I think it was the guy who just, just croaked, George Schultz. Mm-hmm. He held a, like essentially an interview process in Texas. We had all the all the big you know the big big grumpy white guys in there, and they interviewed all these people, uh, and he they essentially picked Bush, and they said okay, he has the name, he's got problems from before he was forty because he was a partier and I mean I don't think he was a big drug guy or anything, but he did some. Didn't have the world's best uh, Vietnam record. He was supposedly a pilot in the. You know the Air Force Reserve, but never never flew anything, so he had he had some issues. And they basically said, okay, but he was governor of Texas, which you know has some that he had to do something to get that. Plus, everybody likes him because he owned a baseball team. And if he just keep the everything from day one, we're not talking about anything before forty years old, which they managed to accomplish. And they ponied up the then total of like I'm think ten million bucks or something. Then he gets his ass kicked by McCain. Yeah, in New Hampshire, and a week or two later, they go down to the what they used to call what the Carolina. What they used to call that the, the big something something. What was all the different uh, primaries down in? Uh, oh, Super Tuesday. Yeah, down in the, the southern states. Yeah, and uh, so all of a sudden he wins going away. And it turned out afterward, they, these guys were like apoplectic. How did we lose to this McCain guy when we put all his money up? So they eventually, the then national social media, they loaded that up with all kinds of stuff that uh, McCain, you know, gave the North Vietnamese secrets. That's why he got out and nobody else did. And his wife was cheating on him while he was there. And then it ended up, that's why McCain refused to shake his hand at the uh, inauguration. Or at the, at the, at the mm-hmm. not the inauguration, at the uh, uh, convention. So they, they essentially interviewed him. They said, okay, who can... So what you're talking about, you know, people interviewing somebody for, like, AOC or whatever, that that is not really all that new, is it, Russell? Oh, no, not at all. Not, not in the least. I, I, in fact, I, when she emerged uh, and then people started to talk about you know, the, the process that, that was behind her emerging, I wasn't the least bit surprised. Uh, the problem, I think, the problem with that is eventually you either lose control of the person once they get elected, um, or 
you know, they, they if 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 they need all of your help to get elected, maybe they're not all that in the first place. Well, I mean, if if you and I, and we'd have to have to have uh, the young lady here is uh is our, our, our right hand person. If we were to to back some people, if we had that kind of scratch, I would hope we would be smart enough to just back somebody who's really good, has some of a moral fiber, has some education, hasn't been chasing booze, women, or whatever his whole life, and and then just let them do what they want to do. You know, you know, we don't want to. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I suppose there's if they came in and started voting for. Uh, you know, a nuclear war the next day, we'd have a problem with it. But yeah. by and large, you just want to put people in there that are going to do their job and are, that are not beholding to people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Clinton was the uh, the absolute best at getting a check from somebody and immediately forgetting what they even told the guy he was going to do, right? <laughs> I've, I, you know, I grew up in Memphis right across the river from Arkansas when he was governor over there. And um, they just—he had—he had a very special way of making everybody in the room feel like they were the center of the world when he was working a room. Um, um, yeah. Which I got—you know—which I guess is the number one talent for his two hobbies: politics and the ladies. Well, you know, when he was uh, when he was at where did he go to Oxford? He—he uh, he was a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. But there's a couple different places you can go. I think he might have gone to Oxford. Yeah. He had a uh, a Toyota pick me up with with artificial. Artificial, uh, uh, whatever, artificial turf in the bed. Just saying. Okay. Now we can only imagine what, as he went from trailer camp to trailer camp, what that was used for. Like, uh, who knows? You know, just like he was, he was. But you know, the weird part of it is, you know, it, what he did. Uh, I said he. They claim he got it from uh, one of the royals over in Europe. Like, uh, we're not going to ask the, the lady in the room. Well, he wouldn't just shake your hand if he if he liked you. He had the he put both hands on your hand and he would oh, he would, do a he, double he, grip. And he would look down at your hands and then gradually work their way up and then look you right in the eye. That's I'm gonna this, try that. that. That was a you're too old to try that. Jesus. I'm gonna try that with who? I'm gonna I got a networking thing I'm downtown for. I'm gonna try that. Try it with your wife. I I already she's already trapped. All right. Yeah. God, trap. What, what, I don't have what, to win. What, I don't have to win her over anymore. Oh God! Yeah. Once in a while, you got to be you know at least at least you know at least practice winning her I over. I do again. things. Do I do things? Oh God! She's nodding her. She's yawning and nodding her head. Yeah. Nodding yeah, yes. Yeah. Boring things, Dad. <laughs> anyway, but he evidently the ladies love him. You know. Of course they do. I mean, I, I you know whatever. Yeah. But he but I mean he is some people. I, I would have a real problem going to some. Huge left winger or right winger, and them, you know, ranting and raving. So they have to do something if I get in the office, and give me a five million dollar check, and then just saying, "What did I say again? I forgot." <laughs> but 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 he has no morals about that. Nope. So what? Uh, when, when you're all done, is this? Uh, well, I shouldn't ask this. Is, does anybody do that anymore? Like the making of the president, or is that kind of what some people are starting to do? I'll just leave it at that. Uh, is there people still doing deep journalism? Yes. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Yes. Yeah. But where do you, she's she's working with somebody that's embedded in one of the campaigns, but she's she's got a really ironclad non. Well, I get NDA, it. NDA. So yeah. Okay. So she's she's. Well, let me let me ask you, let me ask it another way. Uh-huh. When I was uh, when I, when we all lived on the south side, Doctor J and I and the guys, we had this big house in Beverly. We first started trading. We always had, we always got U.S. News and World, and we traded off between Time and Newsweek every week. So you had three newspapers in Chicago so you kind of read those 
And if something was going on, say, in Israel or whatever, like it is, uh, you, you would get these news magazines that somebody would work his tail off, and you'd get this 15-page thing. Okay, these guys got this many tanks, and they're here. These guys got that many tanks, and they're here. And you'd get this huge thing that people would, would read at their leisure. You'd actually know a hell of a lot. Like even the thing we talked about, the Red Sea. You would think mm-hmm. that maybe it is somewhere on the Internet or somewhere that there would be, okay, here's the ports these guys are coming from. Here's the, the closest naval spot that anybody has to go get them. I mean, you would think somebody would constantly do this kind of investigative journalism and it would come out basically every week in three or four magazines. I mean, where, where, where is that talent now or is it anywhere? I can't answer that question. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I really can't. Because I really don't want to get in trouble. No, but I'm saying if, if you were, <laughs> but I'm saying, but if you were to go out and actually do a story like that, who would it be? An employee of a magazine, or would you try to sell it to somebody? I guess I'm trying to get. Would it, it be an independent journalist yeah. or somebody at, like that works for Time or Newsweek or something? I have like no that? idea. I think Probably. part of I think part of it is if you're talking to specific people about specific things, they might not want it out until a certain time. Okay, because I think those people used to be like employed by those magazines, weren't they, Russell? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, we've talked about if you're a CNBC contributor, you get, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting paid every time that you're on there if you're labeled as a contributor and you're not supposed to go on the other networks. Yeah. I think there are levels of that with people that work with magazines. Because, like, what you, what you, you don't, what you don't want to say, but you, you already have told me, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I'm not the dumbest guy on earth. What, what you haven't said is that when I get out of this thing, I'm really looking for a real nice job at, at time, and in 10 years I'm going to be an editor. I mean, you, you haven't said that, because obviously that's not the career path anymore. I just, I just want to be a reporter. I don't want to be an editor. I'm saying, but I mean, you, I want to be hired as a senior reporter for Time or Newsweek or something. Is, that's not the path, is it now, or is it? It still is the path. Okay. I mean, most people I find want to... Most people I find at GW don't, because I want to do nonpartisan political reporting. I'm not, oh God. I don't want to swing yeah. one way or the other. But a lot of people, other people at GW who are journalism majors, they want to do more activism kind of reporting. What does that mean? Just like woke stuff. Okay. That's people people that it. become reporters to change the world to change the as world. opposed like, to yeah, reporting good, the news. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like, like, they try to like find... I guess that is kind of investigative journalism, but that's like looking in certain crevices and getting a certain angle mm-hmm. to promote a position that they support. Um, in other words, you, you can tell their agenda when they first open their mouth. Yeah, yeah, they, they want to write with an agenda, and I don't really want to write with an agenda. Why, uh, why, why is that so... Everybody, everybody has a little bit of an agenda, but um, why, why is that so popular now? How, how did that get to be? I, I don't know. I just think that people in my generation... They try to. I think that my personal hot take is people. We, we in the United States, we have a. Most people have a pretty high standard of living. Not everyone, but most people do, and those people try to find ways to become like oppressed or like try to find ways to like find a problem when there's actually like no problems there. So I think that people are looking for problems simply because they're bored and simply because they don't want to admit that they have it good. Well, that's, of course, a relative term to um, a lot of people. Uh, but I guess uh, when I started the show a long time ago, my buddy Dr. J says, Chief, you got to remember that nobody's going to pay for information. They only pay for affirmation. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think with a lot of what you're seeing is people feel if they're ever going to make any money at this, they better pick a side, and, and those are the people that they want to read the same stuff all day long. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're... I'm, I'm totally different, and I think your dad's probably the same way. If I'm a total right-winger, I have to listen to some left-side stuff just in case they might actually have a good idea once in a while, but most people don't think that way. Yeah, no one thinks that way anymore, You, uh, which is kind of disappointing because it's important to look at all sides of like issues. Because I think you, what you see is uh, you, know, you, you sort of have to be careful when you define everybody sort of doing okay compared to Yemen, yeah, but compared to uh, the middle class when I was growing up, people today aren't doing anywhere near as well. Yeah, that's why I said most people. Yeah. But I mean, middle class used to be most people. Right, Russell? I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't yeah. alive then. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't answer that question. Yeah, you're, still, I, you're still supposed to know all this stuff. Um, the, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you go from, uh, you know, relativism. I mean, people, Russell, who's, who's wrote the thing and said people don't, don't uh, revolt when everybody is, you know, basically flat on their ass. They revolt when, when people start doing a little better and they're not going fast enough. Yeah. Because if you have absolutely nothing, you can't even revolt. You, got, you can't even, how do you revolt when you got nothing? You can't. You can't. There's um, nothing to revolt for. Nothing to revolt. So, uh, now, are you, are you going to end up spending summers out there? Or, or That's the goal. I really want to spend this summer here, but, in D.C., but. She never wants to come home again. <laughs> Because well, I really like it there. And like, yeah, she really. It's, it's, she keeps it's telling where, us I'm never my, coming home. It's where my career is. I like, understand. Yeah, exactly. You get it. So yeah. what year are we here? We're, are you uh, 2032? Uh, uh, you're not, you're not going to run as a representative from no. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> she no, is not, not going into politics. I'm not going into politics. Um, yeah. I might take the over on that bet. And in fact, when you asked about the change of the major, the, ma- the, the deal is what she's majoring in right now, most people go into like consulting know, and, and the government. Uh, so she's switching like, over to... Even though, because when you look at like the required classes for that major, hmm. it's mainly journalism classes. So I thought it was like political reporting, but really it's more so like consulting. Political, or like being the spokesman for... Yeah. I mean, you know, for a senator. I mean, when, I, know, yeah. I know if I wanted to run for office, I probably could just simply because I'm a very ambitious kind of person and I can do something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would want to. What I about think. your dad's background? You don't think that would come out and hurt you? <laughs> Probably. Oh, he's an economist. Oh, yeah. Um, I could be her. Uh, I'm gonna Billy, take. I could be her Billy Carter. If I, if we're gonna live another thirty years, I'm gonna take the over and her running for something. Okay. Representative <laughs> from uh, the West Side or whatever. I tell you, the last thing in the world I think she wants to do is get elected to. So she saw her dad do it for four years, and you I was not school, happy. You, you weren't. You weren't a representative in Washington. No, I was on the school board, which is. Nastier, actually. Yeah, nastier Especially without any of the I perks. Was. Yeah, no perks and just bad stuff. Yeah. Well, but if you were Senator Russell, everybody'd like you, or for at least a little while. No, I don't. I, I don't need to be a senator or a congressman or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You could be uh, the new Dan Rostenkowski. I do not want to be the new Dan Rostenkowski. I'm too pretty for jail. Oh God! Now, yeah. he got he got tossed because of something. I don't know. Who do you suppose he wasn't doing the right thing for? So, what did he go down for? I, mean, I know what he went down for. I thought it was absolute garbage. Yeah. He uh, he obviously was not being he was not a guy you could control. It's a problem. Yeah. Anywho, I, I loved having you. Got to have you back. But then whenever you're in town, you know, well, you actually come down and uh, well, more about this progress. And as as you can talk more about what you're doing, that'll be even more fun. 
Yeah. Oh. Also, the dog is still alive. The Mocha, oh yeah, Mocha, that's Mocha, what Mocha is, talking about. Mocha that. is okay, and yeah. so is Daisy. So, so now, what's what's the prognostication? She's all of a sudden normal. She well, she's still like terminally ill, but she, she's like fine. <laughs> she's terminally ill, like we all are. Yeah. Exactly. She, one thing that Mocha's taught me is that life is hospice, and you just have to live it the way you want. My my buddy Doctor my buddy Doctor uh, Billy <laughs> my buddy Doctor Billy says we're dying from the day we were born just exactly. get over it we are. exactly that's what Mocha's taught me Mocha just lives life Mocha does not have very long but she'll still play with the ball she sits in the sun she eats ornaments off the Christmas tree oh, she's, eat, she's having a blast she's eaten at least twenty but yeah. she's still here oh god what you she's gonna die from ornaments yeah uh, that honestly I would not be too surprised what uh what is supposedly wrong with her. So she has kidney dysplasia, so both What of does her, that mean? It means that her kidneys are working at only 50%. So she has t- two kidneys, I'm pretty sure, but they're both only working at 50%. So she it means that she drinks a lot of water. She okay, but I mean, a dog... A person can live with one kidney, can a dog? I don't know. No, she's like a little rat. Oh. <laughs> she's like this little French bulldog. They have a personality, those guys. Oh, yeah. She ha- yeah, she's... She's a small dog with a big personality. She she probably <laughs> was. Lily had way more personality though. What is with these? Uh, what is going to sound sexist? What is with these little female dogs with the pushed-in noses? They're Have, so cute. We've had like four of them. But they all think they. Audrey's little one, the Maltese, and the one she had before she had a Japanese chin. The thing was 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 eight pounds. She would t- take on the whole world was her oyster. She would take on everybody. Yeah, it's so. Yeah. Yeah, Mocha does that. Mocha will, like, jump on people and, like... How is she with other dogs? She's great with other dogs. She likes to... She's aggressive, but, like, she's not gonna, like, eat their faces. Oh. She won't, like, um... She just pushes them over. She, like, pushes them over. Yeah. She wants to play. Like, that kind of thing. She's yeah. more of an aggressive... Audrey's dog. friend has a uh, Irish wolfhound. The thing is 165 pounds. He's huge. <laughs> when he stands up, he's, like, taller than, than she is. So he comes over... And Maggie comes out. Maggie's 14 and a half. Doesn't, uh, has like a few teeth left. And uh, so he puts his nose down to say hello, and she tries to bite his nose. Ah, get away from me. <laughs> like, what? You don't, put, you don't put your face near a dog's face, unless if you, like, really know them well. Like, I could put my face near Mocha's face, because I know she won't, like, bite it or anything. But, but this was the dog. The, 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 uh, this was the wolfhound wanting to be friendly. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> She's like, get away from me. What's also, like, dogs don't know better. Like, Mocha does not know to eat the Christmas ornaments off the Christmas tree. She sees a red ornament and thinks it's a ball. That's oh, fun. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, she didn't understand it. Like, she's stupid. <laughs> well, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Hey, that's it. But the, uh, anyway, I, I, she might outlast everybody. My my brother ended up with a dog that had hip dysplasia so bad. She had six months to live. She lasted 13 years. Yeah, she Did lasted longer than one of our other dogs. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Anyway, good having you guys. And uh, what about the blind one? When's he coming back? She. I don't know. Pro- I mean, if so, it'll be oh, sometime in the spring. Uh, they they wanted to drop her off uh, for Christmas next week, but just with I got uh, I'm going to be out of town, and my daughter's having her uh, her wisdom teeth out. It's she's just like not a, a good week for that. She's just like a fat little dog. And she's she's very high maintenance. Yeah. She basically has to be moved from place to place. She's uh, so cute though. Yeah. Are you? Do you have to? Just a hospital thing or a dentist's office? Uh, this is a dentist's office. I'm not. I've had surgery before. I've had four teeth removed. I've had, no, I've had five teeth removed. One of them being an adult tooth. I'm not too nervous about it. I'm on. 
I'm on I'm personally on a very strict diet because I have like a rare disorder so I'm on like a low sugar low starch diet so my biggest concern is like what exactly I'm supposed to eat during that time and not feel really hungry or get sick from not eating enough that's like my that's like my biggest concern but the go being well, you're only sedated, gonna be out you're only gonna be an hour an hour or two or an hour and a half yeah but I also have a cavity I need to get filled oh. so it might be a little bit longer yeah. but I'm not I'm not like super of course I'm gonna be nervous like when I get there and whatever but yeah, I'm but not gonna be like 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 so freaked out they're not gonna be able to do it you're not gonna have to knock you on the head before they put you out yeah, they're not going to have to do that. Because, I've, again, I've had surgery before, had a ton of teeth removed. I'm not too too worried about it. All right, well, It's good. just the recovery. It's like, yeah. but, you know, every it's like that one thing everyone has to do. Like, it's like a colonoscopy. No oh. one likes it, but you're going to Whoa, hey, oh, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, no hey. way. That's, a, that's <laughs> the other end. God. <laughs> when we get off the air, I'll tell you the story about poor Todd. Anyway, SP Futures down 10, NASDAQ Futures down 42. Thank you, guys. Back tomorrow, Stacks and Jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.